0: Welcome to the Daily Devotionals Podcast for Kids. I'm Pastor Colt. Here is the joke of the day. My father and I were in the car traveling to a family outing. On the way, we passed a graveyard. My dad asked, Did you know that that's a very popular cemetery? No, I said. He said, People are just dying to get in there. I groaned. Um, but then he got serious and he said but you know that I can't be buried there right and I said well why not dad and he acted really surprised and he says because I'm not dead yet I like jokes. It's good to start off with a joke, but it's also good to get a little serious. Today, I want to read Mark 1, 1 1-8 and talk about what that means for a few minutes. If you're wondering, I use the ESV or the English Standard version of the Bible. Mark 1, 1 1-8, in the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger Camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey And he preached saying after me comes he who is mightier than I the strap of whose sandals I am Unworthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit Now one of the first things that we notice about these verses is that John the Baptist preaching was very popular All the country of Judea and all of Jerusalem were going to him being baptized and confessing their sins. All Judea. That's part of Israel where Jerusalem was located. It's the bottom third of the country of Israel. It's a lot of people, no matter how you cut it. And I think that is the point here. So what was it about John and his preaching that made him so popular? Well, a couple things here. First of all, we need to consider how he dressed and how he preached. His preaching resembled the prophets of the Old Testament, and so did his look. But not only this, he seemed to fit in with the prophet Isaiah's prophecy of one who would be the forerunner to the Messiah, a prophecy that Mark actually quotes. Now, if we look ahead, we know that John doesn't remain popular, at least not with everyone. He was bold, and his boldness eventually cost him his life. John's mission was to proclaim the king. At the start, he wasn't sure who the Messiah was, the long awaited king, but he did know that he wasn't even worthy to untie his sandal. John's message was popular because the people were waiting for this Messiah. And here is this guy that speaks like a prophet, looks like a prophet, and had a message of a prophet. He says that the long-awaited for Messiah is coming soon, and he challenged people to get ready. That's why the people were repenting and being baptized. Now, I want you to notice something here, and this is that we are a lot like the people back then. We are both waiting the coming of the Messiah, and we both need to be ready. The people back then didn't know exactly what to expect. In fact, they expected the Messiah to be a great military leader. And, and when he didn't fit their expectations, they killed him. Jesus didn't come to deliver them from the power of Rome, but he came to deliver them from the power of sin and death. At this point, in Mark, the people are really longing for the Messiah, and they want to be on the Messiah's side. And they're preparing themselves for his coming. Now, we are waiting for Jesus to return. We know that there will be a day in which Jesus will come back again. And the question is, is will you be ready? Now, at this point, I want to stop, or have you stop, if you would. And I'm going to ask you a couple questions. And you can pause the podcast and discuss them, if you want to, for a couple minutes. Or you can just listen to the questions and... Uh, think about them and keep going. So here are the questions. One, why was John the Baptist so popular with the people? Why did everybody come to see him? Two, how do we get ready for Jesus to come back again a second time? Well, at this point, I want to talk a little bit about that last question. How do we get ready for Jesus to return We see here how these people got ready for Jesus to come in John the Baptist's day. They repented and were baptized. And I think we need to make it clear that when these people were baptized, it was a little different than what we think of as baptism today. Let me explain a little what this meant for John's followers. John taught that people have started to become sloppy when it comes to their religious faith. They were lax, and it wasn't a priority to them. They let sins creep in their lives, and they didn't think much about it. They were just going on with life. They were spiritually lazy. So, here is John, and he is saying that the Messiah is coming soon. And he said, you need to be prepared. You need to forsake your sin. The word is repentance. It means to change your mind about sin. Like, if you're talking back to your parents or using bad language. And we do that and we it really doesn't bother us. But then we learn that those things are a sin and that God hates them. And we change our mind about sin. Sin no longer is something that really doesn't matter to us, but it's something that matters a lot. In fact, it matters so much to us that we're going to quit doing it. But it is one thing to just say that we're going to quit doing these things, but it's another thing to say that in front of a lot of people, that I have changed my mind about sin and I'm going to live the way the Lord wants me to live now. That's what baptism here was all about. It was these people publicly saying that they were going to live differently. It really was quite a statement. Now, we need to be clear here that this experience didn't save anyone. They wanted to be ready for the Messiah to come and therefore forsake their sins. That's why it's called the baptism for the forgiveness of sins. It isn't something that we do that saves people. It's trusting in Jesus alone for our salvation. So when we get baptized, this is how we get ready for Jesus' return. So when we get baptized in church today, it's a public profession, like it was in the Jordan River. But it is proclaiming something a little bit different. It is telling everybody that you have trusted in Jesus alone for the forgiveness of your sins. That's how you get ready for Jesus to return a second time, is you trust in him alone for your forgiveness. Baptism today is saying that you identify with Jesus, that you don't identify with your sin. It's being obedient to Jesus and publicly illustrating his death and his burial and resurrection. It's saying that I too have died to sin Sin has been buried and because of Jesus alone, I am a new creation. I have been raised to newness of life. So we're about out of time, but let me just ask you a couple questions. How do we get ready for Jesus's return today? And two, explain what baptism is today and why it's so important in the life of the Christian. Let me give you your memory verse challenge this week. Remember this week is Acts chapter one, verse eight, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth.